Hi, this is Lucinda Linfant. I'm a healthcare accreditation coordinator and an RN. I have no affiliation with the Joint Commission at all. I just want to get you ready for survey any way I can. Today, I'm going to be talking about promoting well-being of healthcare staff during crisis. Although the consensus is that it's over, it's not over, are we preparing for another wave, what's going on? I just feel like we're still in the soup, we're all together, and we need to get through it. It's not completely over. So the Joint Commission and a quick safety um, issue 54 way back from June 2020 says, a healthcare organization's ability to respond to the stresses and strains of providing adequate patient care during a crisis, such as the COVID-19 pandemic, is reliant on its workers' psychosocial well-being. The anxiety, stress, fear, and associated feelings experienced by healthcare workers during challenging times are real, justifiable, and do not indicate weakness or incompetence. They also go on to say all team members in healthcare organizations are impacted to some degree by a crisis like COVID-19. Uh, it's critical that healthcare organizations support all staff through pro proactive planning and providing systems and infrastructure to support psychosocial well-being and stress management before, during, and after a crisis. While the impact on doctors and nurses on the front lines is clear, the impact on other team members is often overlooked. These members include environmental and food service workers, imaging techs, respiratory therapists, pharmacists, physical and occupational therapists, security personnel, social workers, and chaplains, among others. I did enjoy some of the recommendations, which I'm going to share with you, um, for healthcare workers, like strategies to support oneself, practice self-care and engage in healthy coping strategies, eat healthy foods and exercise regularly, employ stress management strategies, spiritual, physical, mental, or emotional that have worked in the past for you, make sure to take micro breaks or take short periods, um, for relaxation from patient care, to recharge the body and mind, if that is possible. That is not always possible. Um, practice good sleep hygiene. These are practices you should be doing every day anyway, if it's possible for you. Sometimes this can be very challenging, I find, personally. Partner with colleagues. Engage in a buddy system at work to cross-monitor well-being and provide support when needed. You know, take note of how your friends are doing, um, your coworkers. Stay connected, stay in regular contact, you know, while practicing social distancing with friends, family um, to mitigate isolation or feelings of isolation. Um, stay informed of reliable information, seek up-to-date information from reliable sources. Make sure to check in with yourself, self-monitor for increased or prolonged symptoms of depression, stress, or hopelessness. Uh, resilience in post-crisis recovery. Continue to employ these strategies to support each other during recovery and including um, doing debriefing sessions unit by unit to facilitate conversation regarding lessons learned and improvement opportunities for crisis management. What did we do right? What, did we, what can we do better next time? And then of course, what can managers and leaders do to support your staff? Of course, communicate regularly, 
model um, behaviors that promote self-monitoring. Uh, managers and leaders can encourage reflection of one's own well-being by modeling such behaviors. For instance, before shift change, leading three minutes of a time for reflection, if you have time to do that. Um, encourage sharing of concerns, you know, give a time limit to that, of course. Demonstrate value of staff other than providing pizza or unhealthy snacks. Um, orient staff to um, psychosocial resources, which definitely they have been doing that. Uh, proactively monitor and provide active outreach. Um, encourage peer support, share positive feedback, adapt staffing where possible, monitor um, staff's psychosocial well-being and rotate staff from higher to lower stress functions if possible. Just a reminder, you know, the Joint Commission is for staff safety and patient safety. It's for everyone's safety. So they, they often put out um, new articles on well-being almost monthly lately. So make sure to um, look at the intranet website from the Joint Commission for any other articles on this if this is something you're interested in. So let's talk about something else. Mindfulness, meditation, Mindfulness, what is it? It's the ability to know what is happening in your head at any given moment. It's doing that self-exam, checking in on yourself. For example, okay, so imagine you're walking down the street, all dressed up after a hard rain, and a car passes by and splashes you in your really nice outfit. How do you react? You might think, I'm angry. Once you focus on that thought of being angry, well, you start to become angry. The emotion will take over the situation. In the same situation, you may take note of your ears getting hot, your heart's racing, you can feel that blood pressure going up. I'm having a burning feeling in my balled up fists. I'm getting angry! But you don't have to act on this emotion and chase the person down the road that splashed you. The point of mindfulness is not that you should never get angry, but how you will respond to it instead of flying off the handle. So mindfulness allows you to be present in the moment. Mindfulness is going to help you focus and reduce stress by helping you take note of your emotions and center yourself. This process I will talk about today will require discipline. And of course, there's all sorts of different kind of meditations. So make sure to look out, out and, you know, do some research. Because, you know, mindfulness is not truly for everybody. It's just one form that's very, very easy to learn. So what is the science supporting mindfulness? Richard Davidson, PhD, conducted a randomized controlled study on the effects on brain and immune function of a well-known and widely, uh, widely used eight-week program in mindfulness meditation applied to a high-stress work environment with healthy employees. The studied measured electrical brain activity before and immediately after, and then four months after the eight-week mindful meditation program. 25 subjects were tested in the meditation group, a waitlist control group was tested at the same points of time as the meditators. At the end of the eight-week period, subjects in both groups were given the flu vaccine. What were the results? The meditators had a significant increase in left-sided anterior activation. 
This part of the brain usually reflects positive experiences. They also found that the meditators had higher antibody titers to the influenza vaccine. Isn't that interesting, especially since it's time to get your flu shot? <laughs> These findings suggest that meditation may change brain and immune function in positive ways. So that is something to think about. And if you would like the references to this, I will be happy to email it to you. Just contact me. So what are some mindfulness techniques? The goal of mindfulness is to achieve an alert, focused relation. To do this, you have to pay attention to your emotions, thoughts, and sensations to enable yourself to focus on the present moment. All mindfulness is a form of meditation. So first, you're going to sit quietly. This can be in your chair, on the floor, lying in bed, wherever. Uh, you could be on the bus. You could be anywhere. You do not need a special place to do this. Sometimes when you're starting out, I will say it does help to be in a quiet area, but you don't have to be to do this because you're going to first focus on your breathing. Your mind is going to start to wander. This is normal. You're going to think about, oh my gosh, I need to do this. I need to do that. I got clothes to wash. You know, when I get home, I got this grocery list. If your mind drifts away to do doing laundry or paying bills, gently remind yourself to focus back on your breathing. You're going to start to notice body sensations. Start from your head and proceed to your toes, telling your muscles to relax. You're giving yourself permission to relax. You're probably more tense than you think you are. Moving on to sensory, you're going to detect sights, sounds, smell, or taste. Let these feelings cross your mind, but bring your attention back to your breathing. You're always going to go back to your center of breathing. Emotions. Thinking about your emotions. Are you angry, upset, happy? Let these words cross your mind, but let them go and come back to your breathing. Always back to your breathing, back to your center. As far as distraction and urges, feel your body become unfocused. Having a set time for every day is helpful with this if you have five minutes by yourself. Um, I always say everyone has at least 10 minutes they can dedicate to mindfulness. You just set a timer and resist the urge to get up. You let those distractions go and always center back on your breathing. And you can do this anywhere. Again, the beauty of this practice is that it can be done without any special equipment. Of course, there are several apps with guided meditation to help you. And you can do this almost anywhere except while driving. And there are so many great benefits, so I highly suggest you do this. So let me actually walk you through um, some mindful meditation if you don't mind. Just please make sure you're not driving. Have a seat, close your eyes. Take a deep healing breath in and out. Find awareness in your breath. Total awareness in your breathing. Notice the inhale. Notice the exhale. 
Begin to feel the belly expand with each inhale. Feel the belly contract with each exhale. Feel the breath coming in through the nostrils and filling the lungs. Feel the breath exiting through the nostrils as the lungs deflate. Relax the breath. I'm giving you permission to relax the breath. Now I want you to find a feeling of heaviness in the body. Feel the heaviness. Feel each part of your body from the toes to the top of your head become heavy. You are so heavy that you feel like you're sinking into your chair. Find that awareness and just feel the heaviness. As distracting thoughts come into your head, acknowledge them and just push them away. Now is not the time for thinking about anything else but the heaviness in your chair. As you feel this heaviness, your muscles are gonna start to relax. Your head is gonna relax. Your tight neck is going to relax. Your shoulders. They're heavy, they're gonna relax. Make sure to breathe in and out. Your stomach is going to relax. That tightness in your lower back, relax. Your legs, they're heavy, relax them. Push any distracting thoughts away. Acknowledge and push them away. Now, I want you to become aware of the lightness in your body. Awaken that lightness in each part of the body. From the top of the head to the tips of the toes. Every part of the body is light and weightless. Your body feels so light that it might float off the floor. I want you to be aware of this lightness. Feel the lightness. Your head, it's suddenly light, but not dizzy. 
your shoulders that are usually heavy and strained, light like a balloon, your stomach light like a feather, and your legs, they're gonna float away light. Now find the feeling of being cold. Find that sensation of being chilled to the bone. Imagine facing the icy wind of winter head on. Imagine waking barefoot on a slab of ice. Your feet are cold. Your face cold. Deep down in your bones, you are cold. Your body is cold. I just want you to be aware of that feeling of coldness. Feel the cold. Now turn that feeling of heat. Ah, because it's going to help relax everything. The cold sometimes tenses up your muscles. So we're finding heat. Find that experience of heat all over the body. Imagine a hot, humid day, no wind, the sun beating on your skin. Imagine sitting in a sauna, warm steam rising and filling the air with heat. Be hot. Feel the heat. Be aware of the heat. Now move into the experience of pain. This is something we often don't want to think about, but I want you to concentrate on any pain in your body, any emotional pain, physical pain. Become aware of what pains you in your body and just sit with that feeling of pain. Take note of what is hurting you. Now, bring in the feeling of pleasure. Completely submerge yourself in a euphoric feeling. Relive any past experience of pleasure, things that make you happy, things that make you feel good. And just be in that moment. Feel that euphoric, happy feeling. 
be aware of feeling good. Now come back to your breath. In and out. Notice the calmness of your breath. The evenness of your breath. The inhale. The exhale. Slowly come back to yourself, to your center. Slowly open your eyes. Take a moment to gather yourself and your thoughts, all of the notes you took about your body and your mental and physical pains. And go on to have a wonderful, peaceful, fantastic day everybody thank you for joining me today this will end my podcast i hope you enjoyed it